It is a do-bell Thursday because two Indianapolis Colts All-Pros were full go at today's practice. How about that action? JT, who we talked to a little bit earlier today, and Shaquille Leonard, both full go. Now, does that mean they're going to play on Sunday? No, it doesn't mean they're going to play on Sunday. What it means is they're really testing it and trying to get there because they know how important this game against the Titans in Nashville is. You got to win this game. You win this game, you go to 4-2-1. and one. You lose this game, you go to 3-3-1, three, three and one, and the Titans go to 4-2. Four, four and two. Makes it difficult, especially with the schedule that the Colts have remaining after that game against Washington at Lucas Oil Stadium. You have got to win this game. We'll talk about how that can happen. We'll also talk about... I, I had a bunch of great conversations today and yesterday. Uh, Zaire Franklin I talked to today and, and Grover Stewart. Uh, those are going to be up on on the channel uh, sometime either today or tomorrow. we got to figure out in which order to, to run these. But uh, just fantastic conversations. And, and I'll tell you a bit of what Zaire Franklin has to say. And, and it's about Mike Vrabel. And it's really, really interesting to me. Um, what are the keys... One of the keys, Colts got to get off to a good start. Titans this season have been really good early, not so good late. Colts, it seems, have been really bad early, really good late. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about Indiana University basketball. Trace Jackson Davis named a second team All-America by CBS. I Anybody can put together a list. I mean, you know, it's just... Hey, you're an All-American. You're an All-American. Yay! Everybody's an All-American. I'll tell you what's going to matter to the Indiana University basketball team in terms of Trace Jackson Davis, and it has nothing to do with preseason honors. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Ken Sterling for Thursday, October 20th. I have confirmed it's October 20th. Brought to you by the great people at BUSR. Go to busr.com slash Kent. All right. You get a first time sign up bonus. You deposit and you get a 150% free play bonus. Your first deposit up to $2,500. How about that for action? Are you kidding me? And we'll talk tomorrow. We'll talk to Ivan, who may channel Harry tomorrow afternoon for picks that you're going to want to keep an eye on over the weekend. And uh, you know what? We are getting really, really close to Indiana basketball season, which is great because football season is wearing my ass out. All right. from a Not from a work perspective. I mean from watching Indiana play. I don't miss a play. Somehow I feel like I owe it to them to watch. How do you get a vaccine for that? Is there a vaccine? Can I go to the CVS and say, look, I don't want to watch Indiana football anymore. Can you give me something? Does... Do, do any of these companies, does Johnson & Johnson produce a vaccine that will repel me from the television from like noon to four o'clock on Saturdays? Can you do it? We'll see. Uh, Want to talk about the Colts, though. Jonathan Taylor, full go today. He uh, talked to the media, big media group around his locker, and he looked really, really happy. And Naheem Hines was singing welcome back. Everybody thought, okay, he's got to be full go today at practice, and he was. And we posted that video of, uh, of Jonathan Taylor talking to the media today and talking a little bit about Matt Ryan 
throwing the ball 58 times against the Jaguars. Jonathan Taylor would rather Matt Ryan not have to throw 58 times in order to win the game Sunday down in Nashville. And I think Matt Ryan would prefer not to throw it 58 times. That's for sure. Uh, but Jonathan Taylor, what a good dude. It, 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 that locker room is entirely full of good guys. Uh, thank you very much, Eric. I appreciate that. Buy houses, cash, a donation, go Colts. Thank you. Shaquille Leonard, full go today. We can't talk to him because he's still in the concussion protocol. So there was a discussion about this, whether Shaquille Leonard would be available to the media. He was not. Um, what he was, though, he was available for practice, and that's a good thing. The nose, I looked. I didn't see any kind of, like, okay, that, that looks weird, crooked, odd. It doesn't. That doesn't mean anything. I mean, the surgery, I'm sure, was on the interior. You don't cut the outside of the nose, I don't think, to get things to be right within the nose. That's not my experience. And having my nose broken, set, packed, all of that stuff. Uh, but Shaquille Leonard being back, Jonathan Taylor being back, that would be good for your Indianapolis Colts. What it would mean for Zaire Franklin, I don't know. But I talked to Zaire Franklin for a long time today. And one of the things I asked him about, and that video we'll put up tonight, he is great. I mean, you talk about interviews. There are some guys where you just like, okay, how long can I keep asking great questions of this guy because I'm getting great answers back? That's the way it is with Zaire Franklin. It's almost like a football version of what C.J. Miles was with the Indiana Pacers his first couple of years here. At any rate, I asked him whether the Titans are really tough or whether it's kind of a media concoction. Do you notice the Titans being tougher than other NFL teams? And he's, he's beautiful. It is exactly what you should say. And exactly what he said was um, teams tend to be a reflection of their coach. And Mike Vrabel was a really tough player during his day, and he's a really tough coach. So his team tends to mirror that behavior. And man, is he so right. So we're not just guessing at it. We were right all along. Uh, love Zaire Franklin. Um, here, here's the deal. The Titans in the first quarter of football games, and this is why the first quarter is, and really the first possession, is exceptionally important for the Colts. All right, the Titans' first quarter scores this year, 7-0, they scored on their first possession. That was game one. Game two, 7-7. Seven, seven. They scored on their first possession. Game three, 7-3. Seven, three. They scored on their first possession. You get an idea where we're going here. 14-0 against the Colts in the first quarter. They scored on their first possession. And then their uh, last game before their bye, 7-3, they did not score on their first possession. So four of five games, they have scored on their first possession touchdowns, not field goals, touchdowns on their first possession. All right, Colts' first possessions. Did you know that they led 3-0 at the end of the first quarter against the Houston Texans? They did. I totally forgot that because from that point on, until the Colts got hot in the fourth quarter, that game belonged to the Titans. They were up at one point, what, 20-3. So after the first quarter ended... The roof fell in 
in Houston. Uh, then, game two, nothing to seven. Colts, they didn't score. Their opponent scored seven. Then, they did score in game number three. They led against the Chiefs seven to six. Then, against the Titans, which we already went over, they were down 14 nothing at the end of the first quarter. And the last two, down nothing, three to Denver, and then nothing, seven to the Jaguars. Overall, the Titans outscoring opponents in the first quarter, 42 to 13, and the Colts being outscored in the first quarter, 37 to 10. The thing that makes the, the Titans outscoring opponents by as much as they are in the first quarter is that overall, they are 14th at three and two, or yeah, at three and two, they are 14th in points differential in the AFC. They're only 16 AFC teams, which is phenomenal. They are minus 22 overall in points differential, but they are plus 29 in the first quarter. So if you can find a way to limit their ass in the first quarter, score a little bit yourself, you can really put them down. Late in the game, they don't score in the fourth quarter. Here's what the Colts do in the fourth quarter. You want a reason for optimism. 17-nothing, 7-nothing, 3-nothing, 15-6. The Colts are outscoring opponents in the fourth quarter, 42-6. The Titans, they've been outscored 17-nothing in the fourth quarter. They have not scored a fourth quarter point. If you can get on them early and... Keep your foot on their throat, and they wither late. How do you lose, right? If you don't get beat in the first quarter, you're going to hammer that team down in Nashville. Get that done. I'm all over it. Uh, by the way, the Bills, uh, number one in points differential in the NFL at, and in the AFC, obviously, plus 95. And the Colts are 13th in the AFC. I think they're minus 18. So the AFC South... The top two teams are actually the bottom two teams in terms of points differential uh, in the AFC South. And then in terms of the AFC, they are Titans are three and two, the Colts are three, two, and one. So they both have winning records. However, they're both among the bottom four teams in the AFC in points differential. My God, I, I also talked to Zaire Franklin about analytics, and it's really interesting. Because it's exactly what we've been saying, too. Analytics, they have a small sliver of a place in football. But on Sunday, you got to go out and play. That's what you got to do. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis, second team All-American, according to CBS Sports. It's not about the ranking. It's about the rankers, right? Dan Dockich always says that 100% right. He and Dane Fife yesterday on his radio show, fantastic. Unbelievable. I'm not sure either I'm listening to a single word the other one said. But it was hilarious, and it was fun, and it was enlightening, and it was beautiful. Um, what I am interested in, in terms of Trace Jackson Davis, is not preseason honors. I want him to be the MVP of the Final Four. I want him to be on the all-Final Four team. That's what I want, because it is about team success. It is not about individual success. They do not hang banners at Simon Scott Assembly Hall to honor individuals. They don't have, you know, Isaiah Thomas 
Number 11, All-American, 1980, 1981. No, it's national championship. National champions, 1940, 1953, 1976, 1981, and 1987. That is what is celebrated in Bloomington, and rightly so. And here's another thing to celebrate. It looks like the Indiana-Kentucky series, now we find out, according to John Calipari, it's going to be a four-game deal starting in 2025-2026. That season, four times, I'm guessing it's going to be once at Rupp, once at Simon Scott Assembly Hall, two neutral courts. And he said it's important to restart that series because it's who his team and who his program wants to play. And they should. Indiana and Kentucky. Edward, thank you very much. Is Matt Ryan a Hall of Fame candidate with his current career body of work, in my opinion? I'll get to that in just a second. All right. Uh, these two rivals, you got to go down to Louisville, go down to New Albany, go down to Scottsburg, someplace in Harrison County. What are they talking about? They're talking about high school basketball, and they're talking about Indiana and Kentucky. A little bit about Louisville. Indiana and Kentucky need to play each other. Matt Ryan, is he a Hall of Famer? I think he is very much of the same cloth as Kenny Anderson. Kenny Anderson, statistically, there's no question he's a Hall of Famer. Kenny Anderson, in terms of championships, no championship, right? I think went to the Super Bowl once, like in 82. Uh, didn't win it. Kenny Anderson, to me, is a Hall of Famer. I think Matt Ryan is very, very similar. I think he will be a Hall of Famer. I think he should be a Hall of Famer. 15 years, putting up the uh, numbers that he has, going to that Super Bowl five or six years ago, yes, up 28-3, to lost that game, sadly, turnover, kind of did him in. That's the way it goes. But I think that Matt Ryan is a Hall of Famer. I think that if he can get back to the playoffs a couple of times with the Colts, he really cements his status as a Hall of Famer. Quarterback is the, the most important position on the floor or on the field in football, and he's one of the best over the last 15 years in football. Um, Want to remind you, oh, Indiana, speaking of their season, um, their first exhibition is a week from Saturday, nine days away against Marion, their second exhibition is two weeks from tonight. Their opener is uh, at Simon Scott Assembly Hall against Moorhead State. That's in two and a half weeks. All three of those games are on Big Ten Plus. So the good news is you only have to subscribe to Big Ten Plus for one month. I think it's nine ninety nine. That's worth it. All right. If they stretched those out over two months, then I get salty, and I don't like the Big Ten doing that. Big Ten Plus for a month. I can swallow that expense. Big Ten Plus for two months. While the Big Ten has four sub-channels on cable packages and could easily accommodate these events, I'm okay with 10 bucks. Tomorrow morning, breakfast with Kent, 8, 8.30, something like this. We're kind of taking it easy this week on the early mornings. Next week, we get back at it at 7 in the morning. Par Uzual, and uh, boy, oh boy, like I said, Grover Stewart, Rodney Thomas, Zaire Franklin, Taekwon Lewis, Chase McLaughlin, Luke Rhodes. I had the longest conversation anybody has ever had in the history of media with a long snapper today. 
We'll post that sometime probably early next week. I can't wait for you to see it. Jonathan Taylor went up earlier today. Sam Ellinger earlier today. We're rolling. You kidding me? Huge.